Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Almost Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Four Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory. All with great warranties and also great pre-owned inventory with the all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a great service department to back it all up. Inspections, routine, oil changes, and the difficult, including diagnostics. Dalt Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Roots 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. We'll now go to the complaint desk. <laughs> I actually have, oh, there's a couple, there's actually a few things that I'm fired up oh, about today. Oh, a few. I'm just going to leave the room. <laughs> well, the first thing is just, Phil Mickelson just needs to stop talking. Okay? He just needs to stop talking. Why? When he hasn't he hasn't said much of anything here. He well he he had his press co- he had a press conference the other day with the with the the uh, new live media. Yeah. And he mentioned about the he, he was asked about his future with the PGA and things like that, and he says he thinks he's entitled entitled to having his uh his um like his like to have free reign. What 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 is that? What is well? He is, to be honest with you, because of the number of wins he has in his career, he is a lifetime member. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Yeah, the lifetime. Yeah, but membership. but that's but that's because he because of the number of wins he has, he is a lifetime member. All I'm saying is See, now that, the PGA doesn't shouldn't know him anything. But I'm saying because of the number of wins he has, this is something that the PGA designated. So because of the number of wins he has, he's a lifetime member. Right, and he's saying he doesn't feel like he should have that taken away from him because he's now a part of the a part of live. And I totally disagree. Especially when the PGI made that line in the sand. If you go across the line, you're done. And based on everything else that he said lately, mm-hmm. he I don't think the PGA gives has has to give him anything. He's lucky to even be playing in the U.S. Open right now if it weren't for the USGA. Well, I mean, but he's entitled to play in the USGA. I know. Because there's so that line Dustin's, there. But I'm saying he's he's lucky to have anything P, right P, now. The PGA doesn't run the uh, U.S. Open. I know, and he's lucky that they don't, or else he wouldn't be able to play in the U.S. Open. And then Dustin Johnson. Yeah, the rest and, of them. And, and now Bryson DeChambeau. Yes. And now Patrick Reed. I don't uh, think the, the PGA is, owes them anything. You cross the line, the PGA does not owe you anything, in my opinion. The PGA is interesting because there are obviously some issues with the PGA. 
And if there weren't issues with the PGA that actually need to be corrected, then maybe these guys wouldn't be leaving. There's something that has to be corrected here. Uh, And it has not been, it obviously has not been corrected. And I will say this, I know I said yesterday, if I'm the PGA, I'm not really worried. Now I'm actually worried. Because Bryson DeChambeau is a big is probably the biggest loss for them known right now. Now that he's there, then yeah, now I'm a little now. Liv has something. Not for not for his on the course product, but just because of how polarizing he is and how he's been lately. So I will officially admit that yes, the PGA is in trouble. Well, they have a problem here. They haven't lost everybody, but here is the biggest problem at all. The Live Tour is incredibly deep pockets. So they can survive whatever challenge that the PGA mounts in their direction. That's the issue. Um, if you don't have deep pockets, massively deep pockets, and you are a rival league, organization, whatever, you're not going to be able to survive. But because they have incredibly deep pockets, Liv's got a real chance to make it. To me, the this this reminds me of, uh, and the suit can relate to this. When Cart split from uh, and 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 the Indy Racing League had a split, IRL versus Cart, and the top names in the sport were not allowed to race Indianapolis, and I think the sport never recovered from it. It never recovered. And this kind of split, originally when you're looking at the names on there, all right, you know, you got Phil Mickelson, he's 51. All right, Charles Schwartzel's older. Louis Ustazen's older. Lee Westwood's older. A lot of the older guys. So it would do some damage, for example, to the Champions Tour. But then Dustin Johnson crossed over. Okay. And then Bryson DeChambeau crossed over. Oh, then Kevin Na crossed over. Then Bryson DeChambeau crossed over. Then Patrick Reed crossed over. And that became, now, because of that, is now becoming an issue. And that's what they're running into. I mean, that's... And they're all getting big guarantees. Now, how, how long these guarantees are spread out? I mean, the rumor is on Mickelson, he got $200 million. Now, I don't know how it's spread out. And supposedly Johnson got more than $100 million, which I think was supposed to be a three-year guarantee or something like that, so it's spread out over three years. But my goodness. Like I said, they've got incredibly deep pockets. I mean, you saw the money. I mean, Tiger Woods got offered another gigantic contract. He said no. But that's what it comes down to. This tour that Greg Norman has organized, put together, they've got cash. Lots of it. And it's not as if the group that's bankrolling this is overextending itself. Now, how the nine tournaments play out, what kind of attendance they get, 
Um, I mean, they're playing at good courses, like, for example, the American Stop, for example, is Pumpkin Ridge out in Oregon. Okay, good place. You know, is it Oak Hill? Is it Marion? Is it Oakmont? No, but it's good. Now, I'm not sure about the other courses they're playing. There's nine tournaments total in this. But here's what they do. They get reduced number of appearances, and they get more money. Boy, it's kind of tough to turn that down. Don't you think? I mean, just look at Louis Oosthuizen. I mean, Oosthuizen's been a I mean, Oosthuizen played really well last year. He was in the top five of all the majors last year, leading. He had some real chances last year. He did not come through, and he is a, himself a major champion. But boy, there's a lot of money in this, and the um, you know. I mean, there's a, I mean, Mickelson's got a lot of good qualities, and he's got a lot of baggage. Somebody made, I think it was Ian O'Connor, was wrote an article in the New York Post, and he said the difference between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson as players is that Phil Mickelson was all about earning money, and it turned out he won six majors along the way. Tiger was all about winning majors and got a ton of money along the way. So that's um, I mean that's what it seems you know that's that's what you know Connor's opinion is and you know he's around the sport more than I am. Um, now Brendan Quinn has been around. We had him on yesterday. He's been around the the sport covering for the last couple of years, but doesn't have the long term relationship with some of these players. Um, you know, I don't really know what to say about this other than people can make up their own mind as to where they want to go, where they want to play. You know, I go back to AFL, NFL, players coming out of college going to the USFL, Herschel Walker, Reggie White, Doug Flutie, you know, going to the USFL, Jim Kelly. They offered more money. I mean, Joe Namath was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. The, they, the Cardinals didn't offer him anything. They just offered him a standard first-round contract for, like, the 14th overall pick or whatever he was. Meanwhile, the Jets offered him $425,000. Now, which one do you think he took? He went with the Jets. Now, does that make him a bad guy? Evidently, to you, he does. I mean, I've seen I've seen these kind of quote wars before. Bobby Hall went to the WHA. He left the Chicago Blackhawks. He went to the Winnipeg Jets. He got gigantic money at that time to go to the Winnipeg Jets to be the star of the WHA. Right, and were people upset? Yeah, and in fact, you know, it made the 
the summit series between Canada and the USSR even more difficult because Canada had three strikes running against it. Number one, Bobby Orr got hurt after the Stanley Cup title. He, he was he played hurt during the Stanley Cup title and needed knee surgery when after they beat the Rangers to win it. Bobby Hall was not allowed to play because he went to the Winnipeg Jets and only, quote, NHL players could play, and the Canadian guys trained for two weeks and were actually out of shape. So they needed all eight games to win it. But this is, I mean, this has happened before. The, the difference is I've experienced it in my lifetime. You really haven't. Where guys get offered more money and look around and go, man, that's a lot of money. Now realize that you have your own standards. You work for a lot less because this is such an important show to you. Oh. <laughs> no. All I'm saying is I'm loyal. That's all. You want to go from team to you. team like Joe Namath, that's one thing. But th- this is, to me, this is a different level. But, but I'm saying, though, that when Namath came out, the Cardinals offered him really just a, eh. and he said He said they acted as if they owned the world. And he looked around and go, okay. And then Sonny Werblin comes in, and Sonny Werblin knew it's New York. He needed a star. He needed somebody flamboyant. And he he got Joe Namath, and he for four hundred twenty five thousand was oh my goodness four hundred twenty five thousand dollars oh my god oh. And guess what? It paid off for the Jets. It paid off for the AFL. Paid off. Rick Barry left the San Francisco Warriors. Went to the Oakland Oaks. Oh my god! Eventually Barry came back, and he actually did come back with the Warriors. And in '75, they won the title. But that's after he spent a long, long time in the ABA. Julius Irving came out of UMass. He went to the ABA. He didn't go to the NBA. He went to the ABA. I mean, money talks. Money talks. I mean, look at the corner office. F-O-U-L-E-D, that spells foul And he hates when any money goes to our direction. <laughs> of course. Uh, by the way, I mean, look. I mean, now, look at the Broncos. See what happened with the Broncos today? Yeah. But it goes back. Did, did we say a month ago that Walton would buy it for four point five billion? And it turned out he bought it for four point six five billion. See, if you listen carefully to the show, you know eventually this stuff, most of it, does come true. Oh my Almighty! Right? Did we say Walton was going to buy the Broncos a month ago for four point five billion? Correct. It was four point six five. We apologize for the mistake. But that that is double what David Tepper played for the paid for the Carolina Panthers. It is the single biggest sale of a sports franchise ever. Tepper bought Carolina for two point two billion. So when you're going out today to Walmart, you see one of those smiley faces today? 
realize realize that that's coming from corporate, straight from corporate. <laughs> you see one of those smiley faces, you know? That's you help making sure that Russell Wilson and KJ Hamler are having a good experience. All right, back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6 30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the mm. Mm. out of auto repair. Can you tell me if you've served a band or are serving a band with a PJ Tour? I, I um, choose not to speak publicly on PJ Tour issues at this time. Can you see if you're going to play in next week's U.S. Open? I will play next week's U.S. Open. I'm looking forward to it. Do you feel you've got a future on the PGA Tour, and do you even want one now? I have been a part of the Tour for over 30 years, and I've gained a lot. I'm grateful for everything the PGA Tour and the game of golf has provided for me and my family. I've also worked really hard to contribute and try to build and add value to the tour during my time there. And I worked really hard to earn a lifetime exemption. And um, I, 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 I don't want to give that up. I don't believe I should have to. It's the number of tournaments that you've won in your career. I think Mickelson has I want it, almost 50, something like that. Still, that last... 20 seconds that he said totally nauseating yeah but that but it's a rule I mean that's you actually do earn that he didn't earn it by finishing last (laughs) I know but I just feel like this is an exception to the rule everything that he's done said Well, he's going to go to Brookline next week, and guess what? There will be a press conference. That'll be fascinating. I don't think he's going to say much more than what he said today. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Best in new inventory with great warranties. Pre-owned inventory with the all-important Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a great service department. 
inspections, routine, oil changes, everything. And diagnostics, they handle it all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Matt is anti-money. I'm just anti-betrayal. That's all. But these are all, look, I'm not comfortable about the Saudi connection in it. How about that? Correct, when know, it's, especially okay, when it's something okay, like this. Yes. Okay, that's that's the that's the part that I'm uncomfortable with. But professional golfers are all independent contractors. They are independent contractors. I mean, they are the ultimate 1099 guys, and that's one of the issues. For example, that they have by being a part of the PGA Tour, there's no retirement or anything like that that goes with it. Now, obviously, they make big purses, but not everybody makes a big purse, for goodness sakes. I mean, I mean, we have to work hard to get your card. And I'll tell you right now, you what, and it's the best of the best. You go to a Corn Ferry Tour event, and you sit back and say, wow, these guys are great, and they're not good enough yet to be on the, on the primary tour. Uh, but they're independent contractors. Uh, so it's... It's where the money is coming from that I'm bothered by. Other than that, I'm not all that bothered by it. I mean, do I want to see one tour where you've got the best of the best competing? Look, I mean, Phil Mickelson is not a factor on the PGA Tour uh, much anymore. Every once in a while, he can put together a performance for the ages like he did to win the PGA last year. Okay? Now, Bryson DeChambeau is a factor in the PGA Tour. Patrick Reed is a factor in the PGA Tour, and Dustin Johnson's a factor in the PGA Tour. Having them jump over, Sergio Garcia is no longer a regular factor on the Tour. And neither is, you know, Lee Westwood once in a while can put together a really good performance. Uh, you know, Sergio Garcia sometimes can put together a really good performance, but they are consistent factors on the Tour. But the Shambo, Reed, Johnson are, and there's a lot of talk that Ricky Fowler might jump too. Everything is about money over and over again. And I remember the suit complaining to me years ago on the show. He says, you talk about money so much. And this is years ago. I said, I said, Kevin, this is what the whole thing's going to be about. And you have to understand that. So we're going to do something with Nate Bauer in the next hour at 435 on Name, Image, and Likeness. James Franklin was talking about that today. And the bottom line is, as uncomfortable as some people are with name, image, and likeness, and let's admit it, there are people uncomfortable with, like, it feels like pay for play. Yeah, it does. They're uncomfortable with name, image, and likeness. They're uncomfortable with the transfer portal. The The problem is, it's a reality. And it wasn't as if Penn State or any other school set the rules. They didn't do that. They didn't even vote. There was no vote by schools to say, hey, we're going to go this route. The NCAA opened the door after the Alston ruling and the opinion written by Brett Kavanaugh. It was the opinion part that opened the door. The Alston ruling was just a fulcrum for it. You, the Alston ruling doesn't have much to do with name, image, and likeness. It was the opinion that was written saying, hey, look, another case comes here that outlines what we're talking about. Now you are not going to win. Essentially. 
And now you have Ryan Day saying that you know they need a collective with $13 million a year in NIL money for roster stability. So James Franklin at a press conference today, and we're 11 to 11 and a half months into this. And let's be, let's be honest about it. You can't just feel your way through this anymore. You've got to go all in if you want to be competitive. It's, so if you're thinking about an endowment or you're thinking about name, image, and likeness, well, you got to. There's three collectives around Penn State. They need one where it's all rolled into one. That's where it really needs to go. They need to do, The collectives need to collect together. But as uncomfortable as people get with it, And, of course, there's going to be people saying, well, look, they're going to get a new $1.1 billion TV deal per year. Right? Per year. They're going to get $1.1 billion out of this thing. And guess what? They're going to say, well, everybody's getting $78, million a year. They got enough money to know because you got 30 other sports you got to take care of. You still need money to upgrade, you know, keep going with facilities. But to be honest with you, everything like we're going to impress them with facilities, impress them with facilities. Now it's name, image, and likeness. You either have to adapt and roll with what the, the landscape is, or you're going to wither on the vine. That really is the choice right now. And does it make a lot of fans uncomfortable? I have it voiced to me all the time. I have it voiced to me all the time that people are upset about it, not happy with it, uncomfortable with it. But there's a reality. Now, what I always love when I hear about the Penn State fan base, it's an aging fan base. They're not going to say there's it's an aging fan base. Um... I know most of you don't travel around the country. Let me give you some information here. Most fan bases that I see are aging fan bases. Not just Penn State's. Okay? I mean, I go to all these other places. Okay? They're all not like sitting there at 30 years old. Hey, all right, 35. Hey, yeah. No. Well, a lot of fan bases across the country are aging fan bases. Everybody's trying to come up with new ways of injecting more youth into the fan bases. That's why you've seen so many different innovative ways of trying to get younger fans in there with different packages. Uh, One of the big problems you've seen, for example, in college football over the years are no-shows by college students. Now, college students aren't going to donate to a collective, but I'm talking about the youth in the stadium. I mean, do you realize Georgia had a 27% no-show rate among its student season ticket holders? 27%. Arizona State, 48%. Clemson's got a big no-show rate among its student body. So everyone, you know, when you hear about it's an aging fan base, 
an aging fan base most places, and everybody's trying to figure out ways to get young people in the doors. Now the question is, how do you get uh, somebody who is younger in relative terms and really successful to kick into these collectives? Most of these collectives are having donors put in that have lived a chunk of their life. They want to see whatever school win. And it's just, it is the reality of it now. And you have to adjust, and if you don't, you know. Now, if you want to see them win, you have to adjust. If you're disgusted by it and you don't want to contribute, that that's, that is obviously your decision. But I'm sitting here, and I, you know, as somebody who announces the games, okay, I've had to adapt many times to many different situations. And the bottom line, why have I adapted over the years? I've adapted over the years because guess what? The game's going to keep going, and if I don't adapt, I'm going to be watching and not actively announcing. So I've had to, you know, I've had to adapt. I've looked around and said, okay, well, that's the way it works. Then we're going to have to adapt. Now, it's your money, so you have to decide what you want to do with it. I never counted on collectives being a part of this mix. I, I always looked at name, image, and likeness as... Okay, restaurant, let's bring the offensive line down. Everybody's going to get a fee. They're going to sign autographs, you know, things like that. To me, that's name, image, and likeness. I never thought of the collective part. But that's where everything is now. It's about money. Baseball locked out for a period of time. Why? Money. What anything more difficult than that? College sports, collectives, money. Okay, live golf tour, money. It's what it is now. It's about it's about money. It's about cash. Why do you think now pro sports and now to a point college sports they're embracing the gambling part of it? Money. Yeah, Nick the suit in the corner there is going to be you know he's he, he you know. I mean, he he put some money on like some prop stuff at the Phillies game, right? He did, yes. And one, by the way, three bucks. But yes, he did. The odds of him sharing any of that with the rest of us? Hey, this is great. I won. I'll take you to lunch. No, that Get part hasn't changed. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Okay, that part he's never adapted to. But look how everything's changed in five years. My goodness, they're they're, uh, right now in the throes of trying to finalize the possibility of building a casino here in Center County. There's a petition out there right now trying to stop it, but I I never thought that would happen in my lifetime. Now, I've talked about extensively on the show about gambling, sports, and we talked for years about the New Jersey case working its way through the courts. 
So when it came up, you shouldn't. Uh, nobody listening to this show should have been surprised. We talked about it over and over again. That here it comes, here it comes, and it opened the door for everybody to get more money. Now, how the leagues and how college football, college basketball thrive on it, we'll, you know, we'll see. But for example, the NCAA is now going to put first round games in Las Vegas. That never would have been a possibility, but. The landscape across the board has changed. Now, is it a change for the better? Is it a change that makes people uncomfortable? We need to find out. There are enough people who come up to me that tell me they're they're uncomfortable with collectives. They're uncomfortable with, you know, the, you know endowing a scholarship. Great. Penn State, in fact, is third in the nation in endowed scholarships. Endowing a scholarship, great. Paying to a collective, some people aren't comfortable with it, some people are. But you got to look at the reality of it. You have to make a choice here if you are a hardcore fan that has some money. Let's do both. You have to be, as a hardcore fan who has some money, you have to ask yourself, do you want to be a top 10 team or do you want to be in the... Um, 15 to 35 category. And under the current landscape, that's what it is. I'm just stating facts. I'm not... What Nick Saban said about Texas A&M, while he phrased it incorrectly... Texas A&M is a big collective. They got a lot of oil money, a lot of oil money. And not only that, under the category, this is something else. A lot of people don't want to hear about. I mentioned it before. I mean, let's let's you know, what does Texas A&M have? Twenty sports. Alabama's got about 20. Clemson's got 19 or 20. So when they're getting their television resources, they're they're doling out percentages for their various sports. But there aren't as many mouths, quote, to feed. And that's, you know, do you have to look at that? There's so much going on. And today there's an NFL franchise being sold for $4.65 billion. And remember, this okay. Let's let's even encapsulate it this way for you. Rob Walton, I think it's Rob Walton, is the one that bought the Broncos for four point six five, right? His cousin Anne is married to Stan Kroenke, who owns the Rams, and Anne technically is the owner of the Avalanche and the and the Nuggets. 
Now, if you're wondering why the University of Arkansas is suddenly doing so well in recruiting, with all due respect, it probably is not about the awesome and incredible personality of Sam Pittman. Something tells me that Walmart, which is located in Arkansas, and the Waltons, who live in Arkansas, some of that money's finding its way to Arkansas collectives. $4.65 billion. Largest ever had been $2.2 billion before that for David Tepper in Carolina and $2 billion before that for Steve Ballmer to buy the Clippers. Wow. All right. Great to have Chop Robinson on campus. It's going to be a big addition to that Penn State defensive line. I've, I've always been impressed. I, I was impressed with him last year watching tape. I've told him. I mean, in fact, I flat out told him that. I don't want to run into him and talk to him. But I think Chop Robinson is going to be a big plus for this team. And then this weekend, Denai Dennis Sutton's coming in. I think there are a lot of things changing with that Penn State defensive front for the better with these two big additions as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Specifically, what they need to be competitive. Does Penn State have a number what, to be competitive? Yeah, more than the numbers you've heard. At some point, can we do this where we flip it around? And I can ask questions like, if, if, if School X we're supposed to be competing with, well, the number if, was if they, if School X has a number, and we're supposed to be competing with school X. Why would our number be different? Let's, let, let, let's do this at some point. Let's flip it around. Cameras on you. I'm sorry. But he's right. If you have Ohio State stating it needs 13 million for its roster, good, bad, indifferent, whatever it may be, you may not like it. But do you think you're sitting there saying, hey, we'll be fine if we get three? It's not the way things operate. It's not the way it's it's just it's you don't have to like this, okay? You don't have to like it. But you have to understand the reality of it. If Ohio State's saying they need thirteen and Texas A and M. I don't know what they think their number is, but just say they think they need 13. You think you're going to sit there and go, hey, great, we did awesome, we have six? I mean, I already know what the goal is of one of the collectives because the guy that runs it, one of the primary guys that runs it, he told me what the number was. And you're saying, well, tell us what the number is. That's not my job to tell you what the number is. Hey, when you go to Walmart tonight, just remember you're supporting K.J. Hamler. No? That wasn't the right way to say it?